I'm Tiffany Josephs. Welcome to Magic Carpet Life, the podcast. I believe this is the most auspicious time on the planet to create a vibrant, soul-satisfying lifestyle, and I'm here to be your guide. Each week, we'll chat about inner life, personal style, creating work that lights you up, and all other ways to bring magic into your everyday life. Your life from the magic carpet starts now. everyone, welcome to Magic Carpet Life, your weekly wonder trip into the infinite discovery of who you are. I'm Tiffany Josephs, your host and guide, and I am here to romance the world to a higher love. Why are you here? Have you thought about it? Have you written it down, put it into words? Have you shouted it from the rooftops? This is your time. The world has never been more ready to receive your unique magic, and you can consider me your cosmic cheerleader on your path to discovering just how true that is. So thank you for being here. Let's get started. Today is a very special day for Magic Carpet Life because it's episode one. Mm -hmm. Insert wild applause. (laughs) And I couldn't think of a better way to get the party started than to introduce my two besties in my home to share a bit about their magic. Now, here's the thing. These two women, I don't just adore them personally and the friends that they are to me, but professionally, I respect so much the way that they are bringing their light and their voice to their work and to their friends and to the world as a whole. So I, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Amanda Testa and Jen Ivanez. Thank you ladies for being here. Thank you for having us. Yes. So excited. We had a dance party before the, uh, <laughs> we had to kind of get loose a little bit and we were listening to some fun um, party music and that was amazing. That's what I love doing with you guys the most. <laughs> Getting wild. And um, I want to start with you, Amanda, because I really want to share uh, the, the way that just who you are with the world. And um, for those of you listening, Amanda Testa, actually, I think what I'll do is read your bio. Do you mind? Because I don't want to mess it up. I could list all of the ways. I actually wrote, what is that called, the poems where you write A-M-A-N-D? What is that called? We're like A for awesome, M for magnificent, A for amazing. I wrote one of those for you. I'll share it for you later. (laughs) So let me read for you Amanda's professional bio. You're going to love this. Uh, Amanda's magic, first of all, I'll say this. I am also a personal client, not only a friend of Amanda, but a personal client. I have experienced her magic, and it really is through the body. So um, that's because she is a sex, love, and relationship coach and founder of Feminine Find Your Feminine Fire. She helps overwhelmed women reconnect to their sexuality with simple tantric techniques they can use to feel luscious in their bodies, feel more pleasure, take sex from a to-do to something they actually look forward to, and have more support and playfulness in their intimate relationships. And everybody listening says, yes, please. (laughs) We need more Amandas in the world. So that's what you do. And here's here's what I want to know. 
I want to focus especially on the part in your bio that says feel more pleasure. You help people feel more pleasure. Now there is so much distortion about that word. It is such a charged word. Everybody wants to feel it. And yet there are more blocks to feeling pleasure than all these other things that we're trying to do, right? In our bodies and with our, with our evolution as, hu as humans. So I wanna know your definition of pleasure. Tell me about pleasure in Amanda's world. I love that question because you're right. It's a very charged word and it can mean a lot of different things. It's a very personal thing as well. You know, it's different to every person. But for me, what I believe is the definition of pleasure is really being present in the here and now and like in your body, enjoying the sensations of what you're experiencing. And when you live from that place, everything can be pleasurable. Like just right now, sitting here in between you two beauties, like looking at this light off the disco ball, feeling the nice breeze from the fan on my skin. It's just like making me a little tingly, noticing the beautiful flowers and colors everywhere. Like that dropping into the moment to me is just like mm, pleasure. <laughs> yeah, you do it so well. How did you get here? How did you, because this wasn't always you, right? Yeah. We all have our journey to like coming alive and fully engaging. So what, how did you arrive? Like those of you that are listening and can't see Amanda's outfit, she has this magenta or burgundy velvet jumpsuit on, okay? <laughs> like total goddess mode. How did you get to this point? Well, that is a journey, of course, because not everyone, you know, this journey is easy and I can definitely relate because for myself, you know, I have a five-year-old daughter and she is like the biggest blessing in my life. I'm so grateful for her. But at the same time, if anyone out there is a mother, you can relate to how challenging it can be. And really, it's such a life changer in so many ways. But for me, I decided to stay home with my daughter, which was the best decision I ever made, but it was very hard as well. And I found when she was about two and a half or so, I just found I was in this really deep depression. And I just, everything was, on the outside it looked pretty good, right? But inside I was miserable and I woke up resentful and annoyed and everything just set me off. And I realized like some things just had to change. I really didn't know what to do, but I just put it out there. I was like, I just need some help. And, you know, one of those things was you and your magic helping me to like get clear. What is, what is my, why am I here? You know, and really tuning into that and just following these little hits that I got. One of the things that I followed was taking this course for my mentor and teacher. And because of that and the changes I experienced through that program, I realized, like, holy moly, why are these tools not something that is taught to us? Like, every woman needs these tools. These are just so powerful. And the changes that I experienced just in my body and how I feel about myself and my love for myself and just acceptance of who I am is like life-changing, which is why. It's like, I gotta do this too. Hence why I started doing this work. And it's, to me, I feel like it's so incredible when you can really find the energy within yourself. We all have it. Like we all have this energy. It's just, right. you know, our modern society and the busyness and craziness, it just stuffs stuff on top of us. It just kind of, we have to just brush it off. Right. Yes, yes, I love that. I love that about you and how you embody what you have been learning. Because I think, well, first of all, it, that's noble work, and I love you for that. 
and um, I want to talk some more about the tools. And I want to come back to this. Um, mm -hmm. So tools for embodying pleasure and um, really being in this divine feminine um, energy all the time even in the midst of your five-year-old, you know, you were saying she had a tantrum this morning on your way over here, like shaking off all that stuff. Like I want to talk about those tools because those are really the secret to grounding and integrating, right? Uh, magic in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. So I want to come back to this, but um, I want to move mm -hmm. attention over to this fabulous uh, goddess number two. Goddess number one? Goddess number two. It's like the love connection, Hello. yes. Um, Jen is wearing a flowy floral kimono. Um, and what malas do we have here? Self-love. Self-love, of course. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Let's, yes. bring, let's bring some of that in. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Jen's work, oh, I don't have your bio, um, but you know, I don't need a bio for you, darling. Um, Jen is all about, besides absolute gorgeousness and queen, queenliness, um, it is surrender. Surrender is your work, and you call it that. Yes, yes. You have said to me before, actually before I knew what this was, when, you, when I first met you, you would say, we need to do some surrender work around that. And she would talk about the surrender work, surrender work. And I'm like, okay, finally one day, what is surrender work, Jen? And from that time, since I've met you, you have launched this amazing initiative um, experience for people in the Denver area and beyond mm -hmm. yes. called Surrender in the City. And um, I want you to talk about that. But first of all, just tell us who are listening, what is surrender work? So surrender work. Thank you so much, Tiff. By the way, for having us here. This is such a fun experience to get yeah, to share. I love having you guys in my house. This is the best <laughs> podcast number one. Yes. So thank you so much for the space to to be invited to. Um, surrender in the city and surrender work is all about embodying um, emotional emotional storage spaces. So just like Amanda was talking about the embodiment of pleasure, this is the deep awareness of where we store and where we feel our emotions right from within and oftentimes what um, we are unaware of we don't understand how to process right and so um, surrender work is about coming into awareness about what we feel having acknowledgments of where it's come from and where it's going and then finding a space to be still so that we can then use and utilize tools to come out of a space of negative, right? And so to turn all of our hurt into something that is our greatest healing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, different rituals and practices of self-care and self-love. Uh, yeah. So that's a, that's a little quick snippet. So here's what I love about you, Jen. And I think if, if any of you ever get a chance, you're in Denver, uh, you need to go and attend, be a part of, immerse yourself in one of Jen's classes. You have a way of taking this heavy work and making it fun. <laughs> Thank How you. do you do that? Thank you. So one of the tools, you know, tools is a very general term. Um, so we use, I use tools um, like movement and meditation, and it could be dance, and it could be uh, Fierce 45, and it could be um, yoga practice or yin or great stillness sitting outside. So we take um, the energetics of what's going on. So studying not just what's going on from within, but the environmental constraints yes. that are putting us in this emotional space space, the transitions that we are going through, the triggers of life that affect us. And then instead of 
focusing so heavy on, on the shadow side of what's happening, we make that acknowledgement, right? That's one part, one step in our five-step surrender process. Um, so there's five steps five in your steps. surrender work. Yeah, five steps in surrender work. And that's step two, right? Awareness is number one and acknowledgement is number two, that it is a thing, right? Is it a thing within us um, that has happened over a course of our human experience, that it's currently a process in our human um, evolution? And then what do we do with that? Right, and what we've what we've learned in our in our life and our experience is to stuff that feeling, or to numb that feeling, sure. or to hide that feeling. Right, and so that's when it becomes heavy when we look away from it, and it becomes the elephant in the room, and yeah. it becomes so big that we eventually trip over it and fall and stumble and hurt more than the hurt that it that it is. Right, and so we take that for just a moment to to relish it and then to bring life and light to it. Mm. Right, because inside what we talk about when we do surrender work is inside this prickly seed, and I call them seeds, these seeds of discontent or these seeds of anger, the seeds of whatever it is you're holding onto lies within the light, yes. right? And so if you can just hold the hurt for just a moment and learn what the what the depth of it is and what the root of it is, it's always something that will teach you where to be love and light. And so we can move through that and instead of just hiding from it to mm -hmm. burst it open or to flow it open or to yell it open, right? Whatever we need to do right. in that experience to just shake it loose or vibrate through it um, so that it then doesn't become something so big that it's it, it feels like something we can actually accomplish, right? Yes. To hold on, to hold on, and move through it. I love that, and it's you know we're all so enmeshed, bogged down, weighted by the story mm. of our pain, mm. weighted by the story of our wounds, and it's like, oh, do I have a story for you? Let me tell you about <laughs> the time that such and such and such, and we might not say that verbally, but we, like you said, carry that mm. in ourselves. And I love how what you're saying. And what I'm hearing is that through these tools that you use in your surrender work, surrender can be instantaneous. Instantaneous. It doesn't have to be this three-year immersive, mm. you know, in the mountains <laughs> kind of, it is real life. It is in the moment. Yes. I can release this and um, stop escaping from it and actually... What you said, learning, I think you said, we can learn. I love that learning can be uh, experience. Yes, if we can just open our hearts um, to, th this new moon is a perfect example. I study a lot of energies and lunar cycle and where we're at in, in, in the process of where we are on this planet. And this new moon said it's a beautiful thing that um, to be adaptable, mm -hmm. right, is not just the willingness to change, but the willingness to try something new. Mm. And so if we can just get curious with our deepest feelings and understand that they will not hurt us if we can hold them for a moment, mm -hmm. just that curiosity, yes. then we can learn the truth inside of that thing, that yes. seed, right? And then grow from that, the most beautiful experience we've ever had. That's so exciting. Where <laughs> do you feel curiosity in your body? Both of you, I want to know. Ooh, Amanda. Where curiosity? Because hmm. I'm feeling the vibration of that word and I'm curious mm. asking you, Miss Body Aware here. I know. <laughs> you do a little uh, scan and see. Hmm. So for me, I'm noticing tingling in the best place ever. 
<laughs> I'm not sure what our language rating for this podcast is, but I would say um, I, yeah, you know where I'm talking Parts about. Parts and pieces. Yes. Um, so anyways, that's where I feel it. And it is kind of just like a tickling, a tingling. A, that's the sensation that I have around that. Mm-hmm. How about for you? It's interesting. Um, the very first sensation I had, and I think that's the big part, noticing. Mm-hmm. Right? That's part yes. of that. The awareness, we get so bogged yeah. down with words again. Mm-hmm. Just noticing, the pause to notice. Um, mine is between my hips and right through my heart. Mm. So it's this very um, kind of inverted T shape, Ooh, right? Yeah. This space that like starts cultivating between my hips, kind of like a ping pong back and forth, and then, mm. then bouncing up through my heart and back down again. So it's very interesting. Guys, this is... This is divine feminine magic. This, it doesn't have, you're not going to get it in a book. You're not going to get it. uh, Well, maybe you will, and that's fabulous, you know, but this is getting women together who can feel and be body aware. Mm. There is a circuitry that builds. And I don't know if you guys can, can ever sense this when you're with people who are really lit up, but our light is really amplified. And so side note there, make sure that you have friends and partnerships with amplified people <laughs> or bright people to, uh, to make your light go that much farther. That's right. So let's see here. How about we talk a little bit? I love that we could feel curiosity in our body. What about in our outer environment, mm-hmm. things that we can surround ourselves. I love to use the word adorn mm-hmm. um, because, of course, you know, it's a queenly word. What can I adorn <laughs> myself with today? But what, what do you love? I'll start with you, Amanda. What do you love to do in your physical space, environment, environment to adorn yourself with pleasure? Let's say pleasure for you, because that is really so much of your, your gospel, you know, your message that Mm -hmm. you're bringing. Well, I would say I also am a fan of simple because I feel like if something's complicated or complex, you're not going to do it. And I, and simple is the easiest and quickest way. So I would say, you know, really think, tap into what do you like to look at? What do you like to feel around you? You know, and just maybe it's getting some flowers or maybe it's creating in your space something that feels good. So maybe it's like a snuggly blanket that you always like have the space. Like I love this spot on the couch by the fireplace at my house and it's so perfect. And I have this cozy comforter that I like to curl up with. And that to me is very pleasurable. And usually it does involve my senses, you know, something to make me feel Mm -hmm. good. You know, something that makes me feel for me personally, I like to feel warm and soft and I like things that you know like this is why I like the velvet velvet. you know just I like things that feel good to touch so I will wear clothes that feel good to touch that is important that's amazing so throughout the day you know you could just like rub your legs and kind of comfort yourself Mm -hmm. I love that because that was my other question is what would you say to people who are watching or listening who don't live in a really a supportive place or they don't work in a supportive place for their for their light, for their energy. What could they do? Um, is there a practice that you, like, you know, some people love using, you know, a golden bubble or or um, playing music to kind of diffuse some of that negativity? Mm-hmm. To feel, to actually, feel, I mean, to feel pleasure, and we know this from, from you know, studying trauma and things, to feel pleasure, you, ha- you don't just arrive there. I mean, you mm-hmm. have to cut through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a certain vi- vibration, you know, right. that you have to get to to actually feel it. 
Well, I think what you can do is resourcing is a great tool, for example. So when you are there, maybe close your eyes and like put yourself in a situation where it's one of the best situations of your life. You felt safe. You felt happy. You felt content. Your body felt good. You felt safe. You felt loved. And put yourself in that place. And notice if there's a specific space in your body that you can connect to around that. So for me, a lot of times it's random, but it's my feet. Like I love to rub my feet together. And so I can rub my feet together, and then that just connects me to that feeling of safety, of support, no matter where I am. And I think if it's something that you can connect to within your body, it's powerful. And then maybe you do have something um, in a physical realm that connects you to that. So maybe it's, you know, a rock or a stone that is important to you, and you can just kind of charge it with that resourced feeling. And you can have it somewhere you can see it so, or feel it. So when you look at it, it takes you back to that connection mm-hmm. of that resource state that you can go back to. That is the sexiest way that I've ever heard resource to be used. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amanda Testa. Jai. <laughs> How about you, Jen? What, what was the question? Um... <laughs> no, the question was, um, how, do, how do I seek um, connection and how do I seek uh, Oh, tools? yes. Well, what tools would you use in your hmm. outer so let's let's start from the from from this scenario. You know, I'm in my home and I share a home with roommates or a partner or like some really crazy kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's say that I didn't raise them really good and then I have this awakening and now like it's too late and they're already running my life. No. Not too um late. you know, but my my physical environment is just chaos. It's absolute chaos and I'm overwhelmed with what to do first. What would be some simple tools that, similar to what Amanda used, that you would say for surrender work? Absolutely. So surrender work, um, first and foremost, starts in the pause, right? To, to pause in a moment. And often we think we have to rewrite everything. And a pause can just be stopping, putting everything down that you're doing when you notice that you're in friction, when you notice that you, you are not in your desired state of being, mm-hmm. right? And something feels um, unacceptable, something feels out of balance, right? To just pause for a moment and not to know with your mind that it's out of balance, but to feel it inside. Again, to going feel into, going entering inward, into. Right, which is the in of surrender in the city, right? Oh, surrender okay. inward. Um, so to just pause for a moment when you notice that burst of thing that's about to pop out of your mouth or you're about to slam something mm-hmm. or you're right about to express through your physical body because that's what we do, our deep feeling in the moment, mm-hmm. like right before you go into a triggered state, that's what I call it, right? Where you just in, in an outburst state to pause. Breath is one of the most important tools that we all have access to 24-7, 365 days a year. And the first thing to get shallow. The first thing to get shallow or aggravated or stuck or blocked. Um, You are the the breath that, that you experience. So if your breath is hyper inactive, you are probably hyper inactive. And if your breath is stuck and trapped, then you are probably stuck and trapped. Mm -hmm. So if you pause for just a moment to notice where your breath is in the cycle of your moment, in the cycle of your life, you'll be able to discern where you are, Mm. right? And so if you just use your breath for a moment, then you can use so many tools. And for me, um, besides breath work, my tools come in the form of physical. 
right? I need physical reminders. I'm a very tactile person. Yes. And just like Amanda said, um, sensory processing is one of um, the biggest tools we use in, in surrender work. So what I'm smelling, what I am hearing, what I'm tasting and what I am touching, what I am feeling against my body um, matters, mm. right? And so when, uh, when we are in the space of surrender work, if in the moment what you are hearing is agitating you, turn it off walk away. If what you are um, tasting, meaning you are in an agitated state and you are drinking coffee, I can tell you it will only make you more agitated. <laughs> but I love the high. <laughs> right. And which is a fabulous any other time. Yes. Right. And sure. so it's noticing what you are consuming mm, as yes. a human consuming in all the senses. Right. So that how that is either a tool that's enhancing where you're at or it is agitating where you are at. So just that deep sense of notice and that, that deep so, sense of pause. so, so powerful because mm. when I am breathing, like conscious breathing, I am being asked to listen. Mm. And sometimes I don't like what I hear. Absolutely. And that's why it's hard. So then what do I do then? So let's say I'm really having a hard time with what I'm feedback I'm getting from my breath and from my, my body wisdom. Mm -hmm. Then I say, Instead of saying, okay, I'm just going to go back to vacuuming. That feels more cathartic than <laughs> listening to this, whatever, you know, That's the stuffing, right? That's the stuffing yes. or the numbing. Mm -hmm. So what we find is that people numb in all kinds of ways. We numb with working out. Yeah. We numb with keeping ourselves busy. We numb with distraction. We numb with prescription medications and wine, right? And numbing isn't, isn't always the most negative tool, but when we do it on a consistent basis and, and we disregard mm -hmm. this whisper that is inside, it will yell. And your yes. body will start to create disease and it will start to sure. scream. And then it will scream so loud that something breaks if we, if we don't listen in. What is another word for numbing? Because I love mm. that you just used, you just said to everybody listening, maybe you caught it too, like sometimes it's okay. Yes. And we know this, right? I mean, we, those of you that are doing this, this work, we know, Hey, we got to give ourselves a break. You know, we're not going to be, you know, ascended masters all the time, but, um, but I love that you said it's okay sometimes. So, so instead of saying I'm numbing right now, conscious discernment, conscious discernment, I am choosing to wrap you up mm. feeling situation trigger in this safe little space. And I will deal with you. I'm not ignoring you, right? Hi, mm -hmm. self. Hi, self. Hi, little whisper. It's like what you do to your kid when you're just too angry, you can't right? talk but to him. It's like, go to but, your room. But we're going to put it aside consciously. Yeah. I am not going to blindly, right? It's about intention. If I choose with intention, lovingly, to honor you, to acknowledge you, and to set you aside, that is the practice of surrender, right? Mm. That is a practice of, of deep notice, of deep aware. That's what a, awareness is, right? Deep noticing. Yes. And so I just noticed that this is not something in this space and time that is appropriate, proper, or just within my realm. I do not have the space. I'm choosing not to. Mm, let's use really positive language around that. I am choosing to honor this feeling, this expression, this situation, and I will give you love and attention when I have the time and space. I love that because you have authority now mm. over that, mm -hmm. that monkey or that whatever, mm -hmm. you know, the, your 
visual might be or, or bodily experience of that might be. You have authority. And I also love that you, in talking about your tools or in talking about your resourcing, that you, these are things that you can have control yes. over. Yes. So wearing a, I might have just the, a nightmare of a day and I could just, you know, spend the whole night oming or smudging or whatever, but I just don't got time for it because all I want to do is sit and watch Netflix, you know, and I put on my silky robe and I pour a glass of wine consciously, consciously. and I say to that chaos, we're going to take care of you tomorrow when I have a break and I have a good night's sleep and we can really go into you and you know do the work required to loosen up the knot or whatever. And I am able to be at peace with my moment. Yes. Be at peace with my life. Yes. Nothing is taking over here. Yes. And I think that's a really important shift yeah. as we are figuring out how do we do this life with a more awakened mindset you know when we when we feel things more than we've ever felt before when we start feeling there's no holding back I mean that was a big deal for me in my you know mid-20s or so when I started therapy and all all the modalities that I did to wake up it was so hard to be kind to my feelings yes. to be kind to my body because I had learned how to to turn it off mm. So, um, this is, this is very, very good. I, I want to know now as we're talking about this everyday, um, you know, experience of surrender and pleasure, <laughs> how do you ladies stay inspired? Mm. You want me to go? Sure. So I think for me, the most powerful thing is disconnecting. Because we are so bombarded with stimulus, especially nowadays with social media and just, just the busyness of life, that when you are able to actually disconnect and root back into your own ability to be amazing and to show up as you versus comparing yourself with all the other people you see on social media or talk to or whatever it may be, for me, I feel like that disconnect is huge. And it can be just as easy as maybe turning off your phone and putting it in a drawer and like spending a night just connecting with the people around you like, you know just simple ways to just unplug for a little bit even if it's only for 15 minutes if that's all you have 10 but just that time to just disconnect and like be with yourself which is can be a little bit challenging at first <laughs> but the more you do it the more easy it is and the more fun it is so you talked about turning off technology mm-hmm so you yeah. don't get inspired by scrolling Instagram and looking what everybody else is up to? No. <laughs> Travel blogs? No. no. And, I, and another thing I do is I just have a really powerful, sensual self-care practice that I do. Mm. And I know when I'm doing it like any practice, right, you have to practice it. Yes. And the more I do it, the more connected to my power and my energy and my you know, sexual energy and can transmute that. It's night and day from when I'm not doing it. So I know and I need to, I need to stay connected to that to be able to do the work I need to do in the world. So you'd rather touch your own skin or touch your husband's skin or your daughter's skin than touch the screen? Yes, mm. of course. I love I'm that. taking Beautiful. this for myself tonight. Yes, I'm I love thinking that. about my nights in bed when I'm looking at my eye candy, you know, mm. and I try to say, oh, it's my soul candy. I try to elevate it and make a reason for why I'm on, the, <laughs> on media too long. I love that. Okay, what about you, Jen? 
Mm, what inspires me? I, I love to be in nature. I've learned that about myself over the last few years. I always thought I was the city, little city girl, uh, and I am. I am, um, but finding the balance between the two because we're so plugged in, and I totally agree with you, Amanda. We are so tapped in and plugged in, and as extroverted as I am, and as much as I love um, connecting with other humans because I am vastly inspired by other people's mm -hmm. story and the profound connection that they make in a mm -hmm. moment or that I make with them in a moment and the spark of vitality that happens, uh, moves me to do the work that I do. But what inspires me to stay fueled, that's how I hear this question, what fuels me um, is to be still and to practice surrender. Um, so I really listen in and feel what I need. And because I'm a tactile person, um, sometimes movement is what I need. If I feel really charged and I have a lot of energy, I need to go move it in the world, yes. right? And it's not about moving it with somebody else. Um, it's moving it, uh, moving it within me. And so sometimes mm. a beautiful yoga practice or a intense workout, um, or, uh, you know, dancing, turning up the music. I'm also very auditory. Um, and so sometimes just really loud music while I'm cooking. Oh, cooking is inspirational for me. Being able to nourish myself and nourish the people that are close to yes. me and call a girlfriend. Yes, I am a direct and recipient <laughs> of your cooking love. Um, you know, all the movies that are made about, uh, you know, chocolate and all these things yes. where, where love is infused and things are tasted and felt mm -hmm. in a way, I absolutely 100% believe in the power of nourishment. And mm -hmm. so what inspires me is to nourish myself in a way that I need that day. And if I had been depleted in all levels, you know, turning things off and putting sade on, which seems so mm -hmm. corny, you know? No, and never. Feeling some sultry, so right? And making food that flows with that, right? So yes. finding my flow of nourishment uh -huh. is the most inspiring thing to me. Things will will spark in my mind that I hadn't thought of, I never even dreamed to think about um, mm -hmm. when I am nourishing myself. Mm -hmm. And that might mean the most um, luxurious bath, girls, you know how I am about mm -hmm. a soak. Yes. Mm -hmm. Food Money. and soaks, again, anything that's tactile for me, um, the sensory process of nourishing, um, soaking in a tub where I have spent the time for myself to light my candles and diffuse a blend that calls to whatever it is um, moment that I'm yes. in and sprinkle flower petals and make the goddess soak um, and spread my <laughs> cards out and, you know, all the things, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, and in the middle of the chaos, right, in the middle of the day to come home and take a soak is one of the most luxurious experiences I have ever opted myself into. Um, hello, I love how you said I opted <laughs> mm -hmm, myself mm -hmm, into this, yes. right? Yes. It doesn't choices. just happen. No choices. Mm -hmm. Amanda, I wanted to have a moment to say the hilarity of the other day when we were chatting, I think it was during a party I had here and you were saying how, you know, it's the more aware and the more luxurious time that you give yourself, the more you want it because you know how it lights you up, you know how it nourishes you and it feels good and you know what happens in the world when you feel good, when you move through the world feeling good. 
things begin to come your way and we know how this works. So I thought it was so hilarious because you said the more that you do that, you know, you, you'd realize how high maintenance you are now. <laughs> Living like a queen. I need a queenly amount of self-care. A queenly <laughs> amount queenly of self-care. And you are not ashamed of that. You are so proud of that. Like that's like a milestone for you. It is. Because I used to be to the point where I wouldn't go to the bathroom if I had to pee because mm -hmm. I would be taking care of everyone else. And I'm like, 360 from that now. Wow. And it's everyone's for the better because of it. And I find that even when you're super busy, you can make time for yourself. And when you do, everyone benefits versus the other way where you are so busy and you don't take time yeah. for yourself. And then the minute your child starts whining, you're like, <laughs> you know, losing it or your partner says something that triggers you and you lash out. <laughs> I um, never do that. <laughs> I actually, I'll be honest with you, like this past week was, was a week where I was just really crazy and I didn't get my queenly amount of self-care. And then mm -hmm. I did have kind of a little meltdown on Saturday and I haven't had one in a really long time. And I realized like, that is a note to self. Yes. You got to get back into your self-care routine because when you don't, everyone suffers. And, you know. What is the energy of excuses? Ooh. I hear this from yeah. men and women all the time, especially mm -hmm. women, right? But yeah. Men tend to deal with it a little bit differently, mm -hmm. but it's like as soon as I start hearing that from neighbors or from, you know, I'm like, yeah. wah, wah. Like I want to have a song mm -hmm. for it, like wah, wah, yeah. wah. It's hard for me because I get impatient because I just want to like, mm -hmm. my my like way is I want to shake people alive. Mm -hmm. Like just go take a bath. I'm going mm -hmm. to your house right now. <laughs> I'm going to put rose oil in it and we're going to, you know. Permission. Take a bath. I, I think yes. it's permission. I think Do it you? is. I agree. People don't give themselves permission. Right. And also it's what where are you putting your focus? Yes. You know, like, do you want to be a loving, kind mom or do you want to be the mom that yells and screams? Do you want to have a relationship that's connected and loving or do you want to go to bed and pretend you're asleep so your husband doesn't touch you? Mm. I mean, you make these choices. Mm. Do you want to be healthy or do you want to, you know, eat junk food all day and never exercise? I mean, these are choices. We all can make these choices and it's yes. what, what do you want? Yeah, I mean, and giving yourself that permission, like you say. And I think tools, and this is why we're here. This mm -hmm. is why we're doing what we're doing and why we've explored for ourselves mm, yes. these pleasure tools and these, practice, uh, these surrender practices because it doesn't exist. This is not our mainstream society, and this is not what we were taught. Yes. This isn't part of our growing up where we're mm -hmm. allowed, permissed, to have feelings mm -hmm. and then be able to, in a creative or um, expressive way, bring them to life so they're constructive and so that they're useful, yes. right? Again, we, we were taught to numb stuff and hide. And mm -hmm. so we don't know, we don't know what we don't know. And so I feel like people um, are so, I think this is going into your next question, that people <laughs> are so seeking awareness and like where the universe is at and where the, where the world is at, you know, yeah. people are longing. People mm -hmm. are longing for this, but that story is starting to finally come out. The, or the violet. And I think you asked me something earlier, um, how I can turn something from dark to lighter yeah. that because I find so many people are in the dark and it's so amazingly inspiring to see a spark of light mm. that gets shaken up in somebody when you can take the the song that sounded like yes. into this right yes, and just yes. one it only takes a moment and you don't have to 
vacation away and you don't have mm-hmm. to retreat away and you don't have to escape away in all of your mechanisms, yeah. right? Again, so, in the moment. In the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm really it. holding to that in this conversation in the is moment. that for those of you that are listening and watching uh, this, the new way. And I love talking about the new way because there is a new way (laughs) that is available to us. We are proof of this. We are tapping into that. It is a rhythm. It is a pulse. And it's, call it consciousness or evolution or the soul is finally getting a bit louder than the... um, anti-soul, whatever you want to call. <laughs> I don't, I'm not an ego basher. I don't get into that um, in my personal experience of it. I, the ego is wonderful and, and helps us in so many ways. We need to partner with the ego. Mm. Um, similar to what you were saying, use conscious discernment yes. with the mm-hmm. ego. Yes. Uh, but there is this movement that is here. And I like to imagine it in my mind with my work, Magic Carpet Life. Um, I go into fantasy. Mm-hmm. I go into the most technicolor visual possible. And for me, that technicolor visual is a parade. And how I feel this mm-hmm. movement of awakened men and women is, you know, we're, we're coming out of our houses and we have these, we're, we're standing taller because we've just been aligned with this truth of who we are and we're kind of amazed by it. And then we walk through our streets and we might have a parade stick, you know? <laughs> and then it's like, as we walk, these colors are, are rippling from our, our, our energy field. And, and then people are like in their houses and they're making the <laughs> sound right. They're, they're watching Wheel of Fortune or Dr. Yeah. Phil or just like, what's that? And they hear the music and they go outside and they see the parade and then they start leading and then they start joining on and there's just this terrain of soulfully awakened people and we're finding each other and we are proof of that we are finding each other mm-hmm. and if you are listening and I feel like I'm doing a tele um, <laughs> what's it called a telemarathon if you are listening and you too need to find someone to um, have dance parties with parades please <laughs> Call us, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, no, but we are. I mean, like does attract like. Yes. And, magnetism. Um, yes, the magnetism. And that's another um, feature, effect of this work. Mm-hmm. Our magnetism mm-hmm. ripples out. And so I guess that mm-hmm. my parade fantasy is... I think we should bring that to reality. Yeah. Uh, well, I trust me. I've already... <laughs> it's, at the it's parades and gospel choirs. So I'm trying to <laughs> assemble a gospel choir like a real legit one. You know what I'm saying? There's some out there that are like not legit. I've been trying to find legit ones. We live in Denver. We don't have a huge selection of gospel choirs here. I went to school in Detroit and it was like all the time gospel music and it was amazing, electrifying. So anyways, gospel choirs (laughs) and parades. We're going to make this happen. Uh, Ladies, I want to know, tell everybody listening and watching what is next for you? What is cooking? Mm. Besides Greece, Jen's leaving on this exotic, amazing... Um, Time to be nourished mm. in yes. all the depths of my soul. Um, surrender in the city is really moving into bigger capacity. Like I said, inspiring group activity and group um, connection is what I really think is the, the next phase for surrender in the city. Uh, that's the, one of the questions you asked um, in our little pre-interview was, what do, you, what do you see coming for the world and what do you see next? Yes. I, that deep longing for 
connection, to come outside of the house, to stop being, we've made islands of ourselves. Um, that's kind of what we were taught to do. And so I'm trying to bridge, uh, make bridges for those islands so that people feel safe and people feel a sense of community and people feel a sense of oneness within a group where it feels safe to start expressing these things or sharing these, these feelings or um, these new sides of themselves so that we can create this higher vibration of of feeling of, of experience so that we are not staying in the wall in the yes. house, that we are blowing our trumpets. Like you said, are, have you stood up on the top of the mountain and ex mm -hmm. expressed yes. this is what idea. your magic is? But people are afraid to do that and they don't know how to make a platform for themselves. And so I love to hold, to be the container, uh, to create a space, a container space yeah. for people to come and start to step in into mm -hmm. their, their magic. Yeah. Yes, into you their are a master at that. I love how you have called it uh, the surrender room. Yes, yes. It is a room you walk into. Yes. And whether your space is outside or inside, mm. it is it is a room. Mm. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you for sharing that. I can't thank wait you. to come. Yes. Yay. Something you're doing locally. <laughs> how about you, Amanda? So I believe that you know, really connecting to your sexuality. Sexuality is the missing key in personal growth and development. I really think it is. When you can heal at the root and open this up and like amazing things can happen from there. And so my goal in the world is to try to make this work not scary. Keep it simple. It's not intimidating. It doesn't have to be scary. But if you do just want to dip your toe in, you know, I, I just launched a podcast, which is amazing. And it's got interviews with a lot of different women and their stories of how their lives were transformed once they did this work. And we talk about sex and love and relationship tips and just ways you can bring this work into your home easily. So that just launched. It's called Find Your Feminine Fire. So you can find that. I'm excited. You can also find me at my website, amandatesta.com. And I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching to, you know, really figure out for yourself how you can find that fire again, that spark inside, that passion for yourself, for your, you know, purpose in this world, for your partner, and also... I have a group on Facebook called Find Your Feminine Fire Group where it's just a community of supportive women where we kind of talk about all these real issues and the real struggles of what it is to be a mom and a woman and, a, yeah. you know, trying to cultivate this through reality of our world, right? Yes, so yes, yes. And that is why I wanted both of you here because mm -hmm. you are really massaging the, the knots out of this um, this issue, this cultural issue of how do I bring my magic into the everyday life? How yes. can it not be just a concept or just something like I hear on a podcast? You know, how do I bring mm -hmm. that out of this into something that I can see and something that I can say that I got to be a part of creating? Mm -hmm. Whether that's in our home, you know, styling our home or whether that's in our partnerships or with our businesses or our work um, or even just in our own bodies. So I now want to turn it to you all. Tell me now, um, think about it, tune in, and tell me what was your biggest whoosh from the conversation today? We talked about a lot of things, and um, now I want to turn it over to you. What would you say inspired you the most? And if you were to take a magic carpet ride, take a panoramic view of your life, and kind of scan over the places in your life, your, your, your house, your business, your whatever, look around. Where do you want to just channel that inspiration? Where, where in your life needs it the most? 
So think about those two questions and answer it. Uh, comment below, or you can go to magiccarpetlife.com and join the conversation there. And remember, there is a higher love at play, and it is always working for us. Our only job is to be conduits for this love, to keep the channels clear, be unique about it, and stay in joyful anticipation. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week on Magic Carpet Life. I'm Tiffany Josephs, and you've been listening to Magic Carpet Life, the podcast. For the visual version of this, head over to magiccarpetlife.com forward slash the show, and then follow me socially on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and join me next week for another Magic Carpet Ride.